Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to talk about the fact that it's the first anniversary of myself coming out, which was last year, which was on the 19th of August 2021. Today, when you'll be hearing this episode, it will be the 19th of August 2022. So to talk about that, talk about a lot of things involving that, the past, present, future, I suppose, of, of all that discussion. And also give a very personal thank you to a TV show called Love, Victor. Now, I've been hinting at this episode for a while. been saying, you know, look out for an episode on the 19th. This is that episode. Uh, what do I want to touch upon first? Uh, so there's a few, thing, a few things I'm going to cover in this episode. Um, first of all, I'm going to talk about, you know, a year later, how things are going, all that type of stuff. Uh, give a thank you to Love Victor and read out as many names as I can um, of people involved in the show. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like go through all the credits for an episode or something and thank every single person, but something along those lines. Um, talk about how the show helped me. One of those things being the lyrics for the intro, which is something that really really stuck with me. And kind of kind of just going from there. So uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm your host Matthew. And yes, last year, on the 19th of August, 2021, I finally, um, I did two things. I sat down with my parents and told them about who I was, you know, what was going on. And that went well last year. There's a specific episode last year that I recorded a mere few hours after I did that. And then, of course, using the power of social media... I instead of calling and texting every single family and uh, family member and friend, um, I simply put it on Facebook. They're like, "Hey, this day has finally come. I needed to do this for a long, long time, and here is who I am." It was the easiest way to do everything, you know. When people come out on social media, it's easier than just you know telling individual, you know, how many individual people type of thing. So. How do I feel a year later? Uh, well, for me today it's the fifteenth. I'm recording this on Monday. I've got so I've got some things to to do uh, for the rest of the week. So I wanted to give this its give this its own time. I have some time now to sit down and do this podcast. So I thought I would do it now instead of trying to shove it in in the coming days. I feel good about things. Um, I'm slowly getting more comfortable with talking about like. I guess you know myself and just everything surrounding that telling people that I like well guys and girls men and women however you want to put that um men and women was was what I said at the time you know what I mean however you want to phrase that uh getting more comfortable with talking about it um I've gotten involved with like more queer people if that makes sense, to get myself more in that community, which can be a very good, helpful community at times. I've done that in various different ways in different places, um, but I've tried to sort of do more of that, um, which when you meet somebody who's like you in that kind of way that has gone through a similar thing to you, it's nice to kind of share that and talk about that, because there's two different elements to that, one of which is like trying to talk to other people that are not queer, um, and, you know, they they understand and appreciate it and everything but can't fully relate and then you talk to those people who can relate to it so it's good to definitely have people on both sides that's something that I've learned in the last year or so uh, but now I feel more comfortable um, which is good 
uh, I haven't like I haven't not not that I like need to do, not that like me coming out and being who I am requires me to do something specific. I can you know do any queer things when I feel like it when the right maybe person comes along or whatever the occasion may be. So not nothing particularly is kind of. Not much has happened with that. I would say nothing. Not not much has sort of happened with that. Um, the one big kind of step I've taken. I don't know if you could call it a big step. But it felt like an important step. I uh, got myself on the grinder. Um, did this a few months back actually. Um, can't remember when specifically. But a few months back. And just. I haven't met up with any guys yet. I, I mentioned on a, on a chat podcast episode before. One guy like. At like midnight. Just sent me his location. He's like hey. You want to come round? This is before he said like hello or anything like that. And and a few guys do that. And there's nothing wrong with him doing that. Um, but has happened a couple of times. People that are very, very eager. Nothing wrong with being eager, I suppose. And he wasn't making me do anything. Um, so it was just he showed me his eagerness. And I was responded in however I, I wanted to. But nobody was forcing me to do anything. So that was, that was all right. Um, and just kind of like just chatting with guys and having some of those types of conversations I suppose I don't know what way to sort of fully put that you'll kind of know what I mean um swapping pictures and things like that um of each other and and those sorts of things um of just and again I don't mean just like oh just swapping dick pics and stuff I also mean as well with like okay what do you actually look like you know um I found a few guys on um, I almost said Hinge, that's the other app, uh, on on Grinder to sort of have their name, their age, and a photo of their chest. And it's like, okay, that's fine. I kind of want to see what you look like. And I get it. People might not want to show their face like straight away. It's the online world. So, but no, that's, it, you know, t- in summary, that's all been good. Um, I've annoyingly got a problem with the app where it doesn't actually tell me when people message me. Because I haven't been on it for a bit of time now. And there's probably some messages left on there and stuff. So anyway, got to go and check that up. Um, but no, it's it's helped me to be... Again, I've known what I've wanted. It's not a question of like, oh, do I actually want to be like this and be this person? I do. It's just I'm... Uh, now, after the sort of whole coming out and everything, approaching that in kind of a different way. Um, but again, only doing things that make me, that I'm comfortable doing and, you know, not pressuring anybody else to do anything. Um, just, just casual, nice sort of conversations. And there are, there are a few guys that I've talked to that I said like, oh, when I've got time and when I, um, when we can arrange something, maybe I'll meet you sort of thing. It's not just been, oh, just, just chats online and stuff. It's been like, you know, trying to arrange, trying to arrange, uh, certain other things, so, no, in conclusion, um, I feel more comfortable, I feel a bit more confident, which is good, um, and, yeah, things are, things are good on that front, so, no, I haven't really found many problems, obviously, you know, outside of that online homophobia and things like that obviously are still around you tackle that in a different way of course um but you always kind of know that's going to be there in some way shape or form but that's not like derailed me in any sort of way shape or form so there's that element to it of course as well um so yeah that's that's pretty much that stuff i don't know what else to really sort of say about that again i want to stress as well if if 
throughout me doing this episode, if any of you've got any like you know, don't you know, don't be afraid to ask any questions or anything, obviously if anything's too much or something too personal, which is possible. Um I'll just simply respond and say, Hey, not quite comfortable talking about that. Again, you haven't done anything wrong. Um but if any of you want to be like, Hey Matt, how about this element of this and that and whatever feel free to ask feel free to ask um nobody's gonna unless you obviously send in like you know you're a gay whatever then i'm just not gonna respond to that but if you have any like proper actual questions um because i've spoken to people before where they're like because I've, I've played like um you know cod online and things like that and i've got the pride flag as my barracks um cover thing. i can't remember what it's called the barracks photo thing um and people are oh matt like you got a pride flag like what's that about and where do you what how do you recognize and stuff like that but it's just normal it's just normal questions and stuff as like oh you know is it gay is it bi like which which one which sort of one of you chosen or whatever um and like i i've had a few people ask me on cards and stuff before and like oh sorry i don't mean to like offend you or whatever but like are you gay and this kind of stuff like, hey you've asked me in a very like calming casual just curiosity making a conversation which you expect in an online game where people have got microphones you expect conversations um so yeah, if you just if any of you've got any like casual questions or, or anything like that um feel free to ask i can only either answer or say no or whatever so yeah um so there's so there's that element I want to, um, before I go on to the whole thanking Love Victor and everything, um, hope you all like the thumbnail, by the way. Uh, it took me not too much time, but a little bit of time putting that together. Tried to put some 3D text and stuff on that, but I'll get into that in a minute. Um, it's amazing when you look at, like, um, like queer people and Pride Month and how, how things are perceived obviously there's always going to be the people out there that are against um pride and queer people and you know that sort of stuff Uh, lgbtq people the lgbtq community there's always going to be people that have their problems and you're never going to be able to change their mind that doesn't mean that you can't show a fight against that but there's going to be some people that you can never change their minds for um but it's interesting because i want to go back in time a little bit and point out a particular time period so I remember when I was at school and well t- sort of the last couple of years of school and going into college years so we're talking 2010 onwards roughly I remember like I can't remember how the world thought in terms of like queer people and you know them doing things and, and that type of stuff but I remember when I first started kissing a couple of guys just just experimental just stuff of like hey should we try this it's, it's you know curious um how was it called um curiosity I was thinking of another word but that's not quite coming to mind it's that curiosity of like you know um because not to make it into like a joke sort of thing but there's the phrase out there of um what's it called don't knock it till you try it um which is true but you know it's up to you as an individual what, what you want to sort of do and everything but 
I remember when, like, there, cause there was a couple of guys I was hanging out with at school and to the to the years of college and things like that. And um, again, we got curious. We I didn't do anything crazy. It was just like you know some kissing and stuff like that. And I remember exactly how I was thinking and feeling at the time. And we were trying to like sneak around, obviously parents and stuff like that, and sneak around people and not let people see us. And what's so interesting looking back on that is like, if it had been me and a and a girl, like a, a straight relationship, right? Um, or what would have looked like a straight relationship? Obviously, the the girl can be bi or or, or queer or, or whatever. Um, is like if I was um doing this curiosity thing with girls, there wouldn't have been the whole sort of all got to keep it like a secret, got to keep it quiet type thing. And I remember when I was again doing doing these things with guys and stuff like that. Um, we'd be like, oh, you know, don't you know, make sure the parents aren't home. We're really trying to hide it as if it's as if because the the general sentiment that we we both felt at the time, and it wasn't just one guy. It was like I think it was two or three, maybe. Um, obviously at different points, is like we shouldn't get caught because we're doing something wrong. That was that was the sentiment, and this is like you know we weren't we weren't kids at the age of like five, six, what seven, eight, or I don't know what age you start counting a person to be a, a, a child. Obviously, you got baby, toddler, child, then young teenager. Um, but no, you're talking like you know sixteen ish years old. And yeah, I just remember at the time thinking like, oh, we can't get caught because we're we're sort of like doing something wrong. Like, oh, if we get caught, we're going to sort of be in trouble. You know, that was that was how we were both feeling at the time. And it's like, look, looking back on that now and thinking, okay, now that I'm out and everything, obviously things are very different now. And you're talking nearly 10 years ago. Actually, over 10 years ago. It, it's so interesting to look back on that now. And obviously I'm out and it's been a year later and I, I'm more comfortable and things like that. Again, these things take time take a long long time um not not for everybody some people are like you know out with things quicker or, or whatever again situations and things is different per person but yeah it's it, it's so interesting looking back like you think like when, when you're a kid and you're doing something wrong it can be like you're stealing your parents money or you've um what else can you do? Like you're, you're drinking underage or, or something like that. I'm not saying I was doing that, but I'm just giving examples of like thing, normal things that like young teenagers or kids kind of do that you think, okay, it's a normal thing for a kid or a teenager to, to, to do. It's a wrong thing, but it's still looked at as like something bad. And that would be those types of things, right? Like like st- stealing your parents' alcohol or um, stealing money or... I don't know, bunking off of school, you know, th- those those sorts of things. Again, those are very different types of things. But, um, or like doing graffiti or, or, or something like that. And no, we were just innocently just being curious and stuff like that. And we thought we were doing something wrong. It wasn't just me, that the, the other guys involved. We also think, because again, it was like, oh, we can't be like caught by anybody. Um, Yeah. 
and I get that there, there's a cert, there's probably a certain element of time of like, okay, we knew deep down it was okay to do to to do that stuff, but I suppose like, cause I suppose when it comes to parents that have got boys, right? And when I say boys, I don't mean young boys or whatever. I just mean that they're their sons, right? I suppose there's that part in the back of a parent's mind of like, oh, is our son going to have like the chat with us at some point? Which I did that last year of like, I've got something to tell you. Because there's a general sort of like thing out there of like, oh, if you've got a young-ish sort of son, like again, we're talking um, young adult, teenager-ish sort of age. And you've got a specific, you specifically got a son and your son comes up to you and says... I've got something to tell you. That's the immediate assumption. In fact, I remember there was a scene in Afterlife, which is the Ricky Gervais show, where one of the characters was doing... I'm not going to spoil it, but one of the characters was doing something that wasn't that. And the character went up to the parents and said, I've got something to tell you. And the mum, I think, in the scene said, like, oh, we already know. As if they've, like, possibly guessed. Um, so there, there's that element kind of of it as well. Um, but, but like, I suppose the part that was the sort of the, the scary part, right, for me and the, these other guys was like, oh, what if a parents come home and they catch us like, I don't know, holding hands or kissing or, or again, we're not talking like having sex or something. We're just, I'm just talking about like holding hands and kissing or I don't know, but, but basic kind of stuff that you might do when you're, when you're curious again, different people, different might do different things or whatever. Um, and like, oh, what if so-and-so's mum or dad walks into the room, or sister, or brother, or something else, it's like, oh, we've been caught, but you're not actually doing anything wrong, like, you're not sitting on your bed downing a, downing a pint of beer, or something, you know, when when you're underage, like, that's doing something wrong, or like, teenagers are a bit more, let's say, reckless, and they sort of like, I don't know, go go joyriding in their older mates' cars or stuff like that, like the mates who have passed tests and things like that. Like, it, it's nothing like that at all, but... Because, um, yeah, there there is nothing wrong with a guy kissing a guy or a woman kissing a woman. Um, or, of course, a woman kissing a man or, you know, whatever. But it's it's just funny to look back on that. We actually thought that we were doing something wrong and we had to keep it a secret. Um, yeah... It it's it's interesting looking at it now. So anyway, that's pretty much most I have to say kind of with that. Um again things are good. Um there's not too much else to tell, really again. If you've got any questions about anything, anything I didn't touch upon that you want to know about, any questions that you're curious about, feel free to ask, which I will mention at the end how you can do that. But if you scroll around a bit in your show notes, you'll find some uh, ways to email us. So let's move on, I suppose, to the second part of... Um, actually, let, before I move on to the second part, there's, there's just one more thing I kind of want to say, and I touched upon this at the time. It's it's nice to look back and think... Like, because when those four years had gone... Because what I mean by those four years... Because you might have a, a time-related question, right? If I'm talking 2010 and it's 2022... That would be 12 years. And no, it didn't take me 12 years to come out. There were periods within that time where it was like... I was being curious with people. 
and then like those people went off and did other things so I didn't even see those people anymore and it kind of like it kind of had come and gone a bit again that's that's kind of the definition of the Q part of LGBTQ which is queer which is being curious uh, and stuff but when I say queer people I'm covering the full you know LGBTQ thing that's that's instead of saying LGBT instead of saying LGBTQ every single time people usually just say queer people so that's the easiest way to, to, to describe that um, it's nice looking back now and thinking, because essentially th- those four years, right, rough, roughly sort of four years, every single day for those four years, I had obviously gotten up, out of bed, as we all do, um, and thought, how am I going to tell my parents today? And it was a question of like, where am I going to tell them? What time? How do you start the conversation? How do you initiate the conversation? What if they're annoyed about it? Or, you know, there's so many questions that can go through your mind. And again, that's different per person. Not everybody's going to be the exact same way in those situations. So those were kind of the four years where it was sort of like, I'm fairly certain, and it got more certain as time went on, just through other things I was doing, that, okay, I like men and women. Um... So again, it's not. Uh, people kind of say like, "Oh, is it one of the one of them things where you wake up w- one morning and go, I am gay'? It no, it doesn't really. Again, so like, you could have had a dream that before, or like, I, I don't know. There could have been. There could be lots of different ways that that happens. But some people kind of jokingly ask like, "Oh, did you did you wake up one day and decide you were gay or whatever?" It's is I not 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 in my case. No, it's a it's a it's a gradual thing. Again, it's the whole queer part which is being curious and finding things out and I don't know what whatever sort of pathway you sort of take but um it was such a relief like looking back a year now um to the week at least um it took me too long to do it I should have done it earlier and lots of people said that to me like oh how how come you didn't not like why didn't you do it earlier but like how come you didn't do it earlier and I just I just couldn't I just couldn't the, the the most difficult part, because I mentioned there about, like, you know, where I'm going to sit them down, what day, what time. There's all sorts of, like, and some of you might think that's stupid. Like, oh, am I going to do it on the weekend? Am I going to do it on a Wednesday? Some of you might think that's kind of silly, and that's understandable if you do. But there's so many questions that kind of can run through your head of, like, what time? Do I do it after we've done something? What about if there's something coming up? Or what's happening tomorrow there's there's different questions that sort of were floating around in my mind and it just got to a brand it was just, there's no reason i came out on thursday the 19th of august it just i i had throughout that week obviously that was a thursday so most of the week had gone and i kept saying to myself during that week like i'm i've got like this is holding this in was eating me alive emotionally and i couldn't handle it anymore and I was like, I, I don't know, it, well, like, I'm not saying something bad would have happened to me, but, like, the 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 thought, the stuff that was kind of going through me was, like, I, I really need to do this, because this is really sort of, like, eating me up inside. Like, looking at my parents pretty much every day, and looking at them, and them not knowing. They might have, again, wondered, again, is our son going to do the whole, you know let's have a chat thing like that was possibly in the back of their mind um i don't know if and and some people said to me oh your parents probably already know 
I think they might have had a guess. They might have had a question. Um, but again, it's like you look at your parents and you think like, or I was looking at my parents and thinking like, they don't know like they know who I am and what type of person and what I'm into and you know, you know my hobbies and that sort of stuff, whatever, and what I like in the world. But they don't know this one thing about me, so they don't really know the full, the true me. And looking at my parents every day and thinking like, you have to tell these people. Um, and basically, how I ended up doing it, like, was just put myself on autopilot and just like, you've you've just got to do this, like, right now. <laughs> Uh, you've just you've got to do this now um and i paused whatever i was watching or something at the time and i was like right i'm just gonna i, I just have to do it um and th- nobody was making me do that nobody was pressuring me to do that it's almost like i i pushed myself into doing it but i, I knew that i had to and t- too much time had gone past and all that sort of stuff so after that happened and i went upstairs and i sort of like you know processed all the emotions and that um and then from that from that next day right up until now right up until today it's such a relief to be able to look at that situation and think i don't like i'm waking up okay i might have some problems to deal with today might have some things to deal with today different days different things are happening um you know what do i need to prepare to do what do i need to do but the one thing i know i don't need to do and don't need to think about doing how do I tell my parents and it's such a different it's almost like a new part of my life in a way of every single day so from the 20th of August which would have been the next day right from then up until well today for me 15th of August for you listening 19th of August and then just just that that thought pin you know when you've got a thing pinned in your mind and you're like got to deal with that thing it could be anything got to deal with that thing it was no longer pinned in my mind and um i i appreciate people that have said to me like oh why don't you just tell them it's probably probably easy and you know what the actual conversation once it had started once that conversation had started and finished i was like that was really easy that was really easy and you know i've got obviously a supportive pair of parents i'm very lucky to have that some people don't and that's a very bad nasty situation and I feel very sorry for those people that are in that situation. That can that probably is very horrible. So I'm lucky to have supportive parents in that way. Um, they've been great with me and all that sort of thing. Um, but you kind of realise once the once the conversation is leaning in the way of like you've told them, you're having bits of conversation and questions. Like it's it's finished. Like it's you've done it. You you're in the clear kind of thing. So. Yeah, be, being in that situation since that date has been very, very nice to say the least. Um, so, uh, but I consider myself lucky in that way. I consider myself lucky in the in various different ways. But like, um, my parents didn't say no. They didn't throw me out or anything like that. So, I'm very lucky in that way. So, yeah, uh, that's the sort of a, a reflection. A year later, I suppose, um, but I'm very happy. Um, I am unhappy about other things in the world and in life. You're obviously not gonna have like, not everything's gonna be perfect. But in terms of what we're here to talk about today and the situation, I'm happy with how things have gone. So, and again, I'm very lucky to to be in that situation. So, there we go. Anyways, move on to uh, the 
topic at hand, or the other part of the topic at hand. Love Victor. So for those of you that might not know, because you might not know, a bit more of a hidden gem maybe of a TV show. Uh, so there was a film a few years ago called Love, Simon. And that was a kind of a similar story of, it was a two hour film or whatever it was, of a guy coming out. Um, had Catherine Langford in it as well. And that then got a spin-off, um, spin-off sequel-ish thing, continuation, whatever you want to call it. It's called Love, Victor. Um, and it's about Victor and his, obviously, teenage life and stuff. But the one thing that is going on is... Because you've kind of got... Season 1 is him figuring himself out. Season 2... Do I want to get into spoilery stuff? I suppose it's not really spoilers. I'm just talking about what, what, what each season is about. But not the outcomes of it. So apologies if that's kind of spoilery. But Season 1 is him... Um figuring himself out like what he wants does he like guys you know does he like girls where, where does he land on that whole thing there's other things going on as well in the show there's plenty of characters and stuff season two is he's out um there's some like conflicts and stuff with that some of it goes well some of it doesn't again don't want to get too much into that and then season three is like well season three is basically a conclusion to the show because season three is the final season i've now seen all three seasons very much enjoyed the show um, I'll talk a bit about the show because I, I don't have the intention to like specifically review the show. Um, sorry if that disappoints anybody, but in terms of like going through characters and arcs and stories and analysing it all, I'm not really approaching Love Victor in that sort of way. Um, but during during my watch of season two was when I actually came out. I think it was when the season finished or the season finale. Um, but the season was going on. And it was interesting because, see, I can't remember how I watched season one. If it was box set, weekly, I, I can't remember. I can't even remember where I watched it because Disney Plus wasn't around at the time, I don't think. But anyway, maybe it was on Sky or something. I can't remember. Um, season two came out. Season two was weekly. Season two is the season where, okay, he's out and he's dealing with that situation. Again, don't want to get into spoilers, but he's out and he's dealing with the situation and there's, there's one thing that really, apart from the actual show and the representation, which was brilliant, and because in terms of the actual show itself, I've not really got any complaints. Um, yeah, not, not any particular major complaints. But one thing that majorly stuck with me was the lyrics of the opening titles. Now, the opening titles of season one are the slightly longer version, and for some reason in season two and three, they cut it down slightly, but it still had a very good effect. I'm going to read these lyrics out to you. There's two particular lines that really, really stick out with me, but I'm going to read the whole thing. Um, let me just actually look at this thing. So, the, you get the beat of the song, that starts, it kicks off. It says, waiting for the time, waiting for the place, which is something I'd mentioned earlier. And it says, ah, 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 so it does it in the song way. And I need, basically... Somebody to tell me it will be alright. Somebody to tell me it will be just fine. If someone has been there before, say right now, because I just need to hear it. And that's your lyrics for the song. And again, these are like... I think the, I think the intro for season 2 and 3 is like 15 seconds long, which obviously would fit into that. Yeah, waiting for the time Waiting for the place And I Somebody to tell me it'll be alright Somebody to tell me 
yeah, it's it's it's, it's a bit longer in, in the first season. So that that's a very good way to put that. Um, so yeah, waiting for the time, waiting for the time, waiting for the place, and I need somebody to tell me it'll be all right. Somebody to tell me it'll be just fine. If somebody has been there before, say right now because I need to hear it. So basically, basically, this is asking. It's somebody. I don't know if you'd call it a cry for help, but it's like I need somebody to so somebody to to chat to, somebody to conf, to confide in. And the two particular lines that really stuck out to me is the ones at the start. Somebody to tell me it will be all right. Somebody to tell me it will be just fine. Uh, the rest of the song is great, but those two particular lines really, really stuck with me. And this was a time again that four year period was coming to an end. And week after week after week, Friday night, I'd grab a snack, grab a drink, whatever. It, it, like, Love Victor to me was prestige appointment television. This wasn't just something I stuck on. This is something like, okay, Friday night, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to really enjoy this episode. I know I'm going to enjoy this episode. So over the eight, I think it was eight episodes, eight week after week, eight weeks, you know, of me trying to, again, I figured out, what I'd wanted and kind of who I was. But I hadn't told my parents. I hadn't broken past that barrier. So for a TV show. That is about a guy. Who is queer. And trying to figure out what he wants and everything. Um, and me to me to be able to relate to that. Because obviously he's a guy. He's trying to figure that out. And you know he, he's doing what he's doing. The thing I liked as well. Is the differences between the two of us. Victor comes from a bit of a different family. He's younger than me as well. Uh, while he's going through all this, and well, his, his life is different to mine because obviously he's, we're not the same person. But I like that because he comes from a different background, a different family. I like that there was differences there. Like his parents are different to mine, that type of stuff. He's from America as well. There's a, there's a bit of a difference there, um, and I I found that to be quite interesting. It wasn't just a copy and paste of like a very very similar story to mine. It was similar to mine, but it, it had differences in it, which made it more interesting to me. But the thing that really kind of like started pushing me in a way was week after week. Just, just imagine, you got to kind of like, I suppose, put yourself in my shoes, so to speak. So imagine, right, you're sitting there, you know, you figured out what you've wanted, you just haven't told the important people in your life. And you're watching a TV show which is about a character who's going through a similar thing. The show's on for 30 minutes. I don't know why that's relevant, but I just mentioned it. And... You're, I'm watching this guy who's already been out. Is is figuring out you know the situation after that. Friends, family, school, all that kind of stuff. So I'm watching a character in a show who is going through a very similar thing to me, uh, at a bit of a different stage. And the lyrics of the song, the, the first two lines of the lyrics of that song is somebody to tell me it will be alright. Somebody to tell me it would be just fine. So imagine you sit down, you're in you're in that situation, and week after week after week for eight weeks, because I didn't binge watch the show, didn't binge watch it, it didn't just sort of fly by, it was like, Love Victor Friday, Love Victor Friday, Love Victor Friday, kept coming around every week, week after week after week. And I got emotional sometimes at hearing those lyrics, because that was what I wanted, I suppose, and not that I, again... People have asked me before, like, did you think your parents would, like, not be okay with the situation or whatever? It wasn't because I thought that they were going to, like, shout at me and moan or kick me out or whatever. I didn't think that was going to happen. 
But I still wanted somebody to tell me it would be alright and it would be just fine. And I I guess what I'm saying is I related to the lyrics of the song. Because this, this person who was singing the song was saying somebody to tell me it will be alright. Somebody to tell me it will be just fine. And that's what I needed. That's what I wanted. And when I finally got to that point, that breaking point. It's a shame that I had to get to that breaking point, but I did. And those lyrics were just sticking with me, sticking with me, sticking with me. Not just on the Friday, but throughout parts of the week when I think about the show. Because it would be, it would get to like, you know, Wednesday, Thursday. And I think, oh, a couple of days till new Love Victor episode. Because this wasn't just about me going through this journey. I genuinely really enjoyed the show as well. So it was also me looking forward to being entertained and everything like that. Um, And... uh, yeah, that was a, that was quite an interesting experience to go through. But once I'd sat down with my parents and they were saying things to me like, it's it's okay, it's fine. And all the other things that they were saying, like, no, that's all right, it's it's okay. That was what I needed somebody to tell me. Um, and again, there wasn't a doubt that I thought my parents weren't going to say it. I just wanted somebody to say it. But... It's alright for me to message like a random person online that I don't know and they tell me like it's going to be okay, it's going to be fine. I needed to hear it from my parents. Uh, To me, your parents are the two most important people in your life. Um, Because they're the people that make you. Uh, And you can have, you know, siblings and other family and stuff, but your parents are your parents. Um, And I I needed to hear it from them and once once I'd done that it it had pushed me past that point because again I'd had somebody in the two important people in my life and they told me it was going to be alright and they told me it was going to be just fine and that's the, the lyrics of those two lines of the song um the, the other stuff didn't really stick with me as much so the, the other bits which is uh, if somebody has been there before say right now because I just need to hear it um, that I was already getting in certain places when I would talk to, like, again, queer people online and stuff. And they were like, yeah, I've been there with it as well. Because I, talk- I talked to people that, had ha- that had and hadn't come out as well. And, you know, the people that had kind of come out in, in various different ways had said, like, um, no, I they, they, like, related to my situation. So, again it, again, it was that mixture of, like, talking to people that hadn't come out. Talking to people that had, talking to people that weren't actually queer, so they weren't able to relate in like any way, shape or form, but those people to like say positive things and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so again, I, I appreciate when someone said to me like, oh, how come you didn't like do it earlier? Me sitting here saying what I've said for the last 40 minutes gives you, I hope it gives you a detailed explanation, not that I need to explain that, but an, a detailed explanation of like, the amount of stuff that was going through my head and like me relating to song lyrics and how kind of deep all that sort of goes as well it's not as again i appreciate the sort of like oh it's you can do it it'll be it'll it'll be fine but it's deeper than that which hopefully you would have worked out given what i've just explained over the last 40 minutes and um what one of the big takeaways i want all of you to take away from this as well is a very very simple flat out fact there's two ways this could have happened 
if like so let's say today right now so forget the 19th right which is the day you'll be hearing this me sitting here right now as i'm talking to obviously i'm not live on the 15th of august if i had not seen or if love victor hadn't been made so there's two ways i couldn't have could have possibly not viewed the show which is me simply not seeing the show or the show not existing if i hadn't gone through the experience of watching the show i would not be out today i would still be sitting here right now um and i i would not be out today and for that for that alone like the, the lyrics what the show gave what the show's given to me how important it is to me um not just because i enjoyed it generally as a television show but what this show meant to me and what the show has done for me i'll always be grateful for that i I, i'll always be grateful for that um so again i can't list every single editor and scriptwriter and showrunner and everything else and i've got a few names i'm going to go over in a minute like the author's name of the book because this is based off a book as well and the showrunner's name i'm going to go through some of those um for every single person involved in love victor because it's a collective effort isn't it it's not just the fact of writing a script sticking someone in front of the camera and you know starting filming um you know hulu made the show possible disney plus through star made the show possible the actors made the show possible the directors script writers um it's all a collective effort so i can't just thank like one or two people um i want to i want to thank every single person who's um put this show together because um and i i hope other people watch the show and maybe had the same experience or a similar experience as well um so i'd always be really really grateful to the show for for giving that to me because that's something obviously very important and this might sound ridiculous or silly because it's a television show um and as much as we love television shows there are sometimes bigger things but sometimes sometimes little tv shows on these platforms um have a huge huge effect on people no matter how popular they are or aren't no matter what awards they get or the ratings simply from a story or a character or something within a show um sometimes these shows can have these effects on people and this had this certainly had an effect on me and left me with you know my experience um and i hope that other people out there whether it's the same show or if it's a different show um whatever you're going through in the world doesn't even have to be lgbtq stuff it could be issues you've got in your life it could be mental health issues it could be anything there's a whole list of things that people could go through right i hope out there that there are as many people as possible um not relying on media and entertainment but having having media and entertainment out there to help people as well because as much as we simply want to be entertained and enjoy our entertainment sometimes there are deeper levels to these things and sometimes there is you know more more meaning and more depth in shows and messages and shows that help people and stuff i i've read before about like shows that have had mental health storylines that have stopped people people from taking their lives and that's really good obviously not the first part but the second part where they watch the show and they see what whatever it is that they've seen in the show uh whether it's a character not taking their own life or whatever the occasion and they decide to not take their life that's that you know that that that's a way a show can have an effect on people uh, i'm just giving out examples of course you could obviously have like alcohol or drug related things ptsd 
it's a whole list of things that people can go through and these shows shows do touch upon those things um and yeah you've still got your popcorn fun shows you've still got your sort of like switch off your brain fun shows we, we all need different variety of tv right you know comedies drama and all, all different things but sometimes shows have deeper meanings and um they help people in a way and love it to help me it certainly did help me because um yeah if i hadn't seen this show um i wouldn't be out i, I n- n- none of that would have happened maybe i would have told a few friends here and there but i i honestly don't think i would have told my parents by now i, I honestly still think i would have been in that same boat and some of you might be sitting there thinking like oh it's just a tv show it surely couldn't have helped you in that way it did it did um and yeah it's one that's gonna stick with me i mean i'm I'm grateful for other shows as well like i've mentioned in the past i've not forgotten about things like the good place the good place helped me with mental health not even specifically because of one of the storylines it just it made me smile at a particular point i really enjoyed the episodes um and i think it's important that tv can uh can continue to do that <laughs> so um because th- there wasn't like a specific i don't think mental health storyline in a good place it was just it entertained me it made me laugh it made me it made me smile for the 20 minutes it was on actually i was watching back-to-back episodes so a bit longer but that was another show that helped me um so yeah it's it's really great that that can happen um so speaking of names to point out which i should do now uh so i looked up love victor author now these uh names obviously mentioned in the, in the credits and stuff isaac uh Abtaka, apologies if I've pronounced this person's name incorrectly. It says Love Victor is an American teen comedy drama streaming television series. That was a long way to describe that. Created by Isaac Abtaka and Elizabeth Berger, inspired by and set in the same world as the 2018 film Love Simon. The series premiered, yep, yeah, three seasons, uh, ended 15th of June 2022. Um, so I want to thank those people um for doing all that because again if you want to rewind this even further obviously i mentioned about like i wouldn't be out if i'd seen the show show wouldn't have been made probably if the book didn't get made so if you want to take this back further you have to thank those people as well because um i mean sure the show could have been created without the book but it was created based off of the book because the book existed so you got to thank those people as well um, I'm sure I typed in show right, showrunner. Uh, well, it says created by Isaac Aptka and Elizabeth Berger. Um, okay, something from Digital Spy here says Love Victor showrunner says, um move to hulu is a great opportunity today we're speaking to brian tannen so brian tannen is apparently the um yeah it says uh it's a tv veteran who works on love victor as as executive producer and co-showrunner okay see sometimes you can google showrunner's name and it will pop up at like at the front so uh but yeah those are the people that were that were involved so um, what company made Love Victor from its very first episode Hulu's Love Victor feels like a hug created by Isaac Abtka and Elizabeth Berger who adapted Love Simon for the big screen because uh, that was actually a film 
uh, screen. The series expands upon the film with a young closeted student at Creekwood High School, Victor Salazar. So, yeah, there's most of those people's names. Again, if I've missed any important names, I apologise. Um, I looked up showrunner, I looked up the book creator's name, and those are some of those people's names. So, really good stuff. Anyway, um, I've talked all your ears off for, for a long, long time. Um, but, yeah, and by the way, I'm not going to do this every single year. This is like your first anniversary is a big deal. Um, maybe if it gets to, if I'm still doing entertainment talk by the time I get to five years or ten year anniversary... I'll do a reflection upon that, but I'm not. I'm not going to do like a podcast every single year uh, to talk about that because I don't know if I'd have much different to say. Obviously, if if things like progress in a certain way and I I meet somebody or something like that, um, I'll probably talk about it on the chat podcast. So instead of doing like a, what I'm saying, so instead of doing a separate episode every year to update or whatever, um, that is, the chat podcast is usually where I bring that stuff up anyway. Uh, so for those of you that inter- are interested, that's our chat podcast uh, where we talk about mental health stuff, um, behind the scenes things, so like what's going on with entertainment talk and also chat. So we chat about kind of what's going on in the world, if anything new is going on with me, so when I got a new job and that type of stuff. So yeah, that's, uh, that's where you'll find that sort of discussion if you want updates for that. And I do that once a month. There's not going to be an episode this month, by the way. I'm going to do a double episode next month because we're already halfway through the month, so... Uh, I was just too busy at the start of this month. But anyway, um, I guess this is your supplemental half chat podcast sort of thing because it's the same type of topic. Anyway, um, thank you all so much for listening to my story today. Obviously, I went through some of it last year, but this is the year reflection. Um, and for those of you out there who've supported me, because listeners have um, as well, you know, friends, family, thank you to everybody who supported me so far. Um, and yeah. I'll keep making podcasts and keep doing what what I'm what I'm doing. So <laughs> there we go. Uh, but if you do have any of those questions, thoughts, comments, any general just sort of queries, again, don't be afraid to write in. Feel free to write in. Um, yeah, no, no matter what sort of situation you're in, if you are or are not queer, or you are or are not out, it doesn't matter which situation of those you're in. If you've got any questions. Uh, anything like that if there's any areas that i missed anything that i didn't talk about that you wanted me to feel free to write in you can write in to matthew at entertainment talk.org twitter etalk uk there's a contact page and information in your show notes uh just to quickly mention entertainment talk.org geektown.credit.uk and dex is streaming on twitch trista b-y-t-e-s uh podcast tv games films main night podcasts share them around all that stuff TV and film news, geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio. And, uh, yeah, eTalk UK on Twitch. Um, Entertainment Talk Plays on YouTube. Not going to do the full outro, just mentioning some some things. Yep, check all that stuff out. Thank you so much for listening today. And I will see you next time. Goodbye.